Hello, welcome back to Tay Radio Marin. I am your host, Santi Hernandez, with your host, Kimberly Escobar. I am so excited for today's show. Today we'll be talking about Indigenous Peoples Day, the history, the importance, and the impact it has in our community. Today we have a special guest, Luna Hernandez. She works with MCM in the Indigenous Healing Center program. But before we start with our show today, Luna is going to give um, the, the land and people's uh, acknowledgement. So Luna, um, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me today. Um, so we want to respectful, respectfully acknowledge that we are located on the unceded ancestral lands of the Coast Miwok people of what is known today for now as Marin. Uh, we honor with gratitude the land itself, all of its ancestors, past, present, and future, and we respect the enduring relationship that exists between today's Coast Miwok people and their traditional territories. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, we're really excited to learn um, about this day and indigenous people in general, kind of, uh, you know, the impact and the importance they have. Um, but before, again, before we do and get started with, with the show more in depth, um, Kimberly is going to start us off with sharing uh, her quote of the week. Um, the quote I chose was, Today we celebrate the people who first called this land home. We remember the struggles and the tragedies they endured. We honor their place in the contributions to the shared story of America. And that is my quote. Why did you choose this quote? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, honest, I don't know much about indigenous day but um i'm happy to learn about more about it today awesome i think your quote um kind of connects with what luna started us with um and it's just really honoring that the people who are here first um as we all know there's a whole history behind um america and those are for a lot of people they're our ancestors our our roots where our roots come from so Taking some time to thank those, you know, take thank the land and and also um, remembering that during the people who were living in these lands, they went through very sad and very hard times um, back then. And for us to be where we are, it's always good to be grateful. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, with that, do you want to? say something about the quote um i think uh to add on to it would be that it's also important uh while it's important to know the history of you know what what was done um and what continues to be done um because indigenous people and a lot of people uh continue to um resist and continue to experience the effects of settler colonialism. Um, so I think it's also important to highlight the resistance, you know, the yeah. that indigenous peoples have always resisted um, and that this project, you know, that some people know as colonialism is not over. And, you know, all of us here um, are are um like you said here because of the struggle of our ancestors and 
Um, and yeah, we continue to be here. We continue to resist. We continue to reconnect and reclaim our roots. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so Kimberly is going to start off with um, the first question, and it's a very frequently asked question. Is as you all know, um, Indigenous Peoples Day um, was originally uh, Columbus Day. Um, and Kimberly is going to talk to us about how that started or why it became a holiday. Um, yeah, go ahead. Um, so Columbus Day honors the landing of Christopher Columbus on October 12th, 1492. In 1937, President Franklin D. Roosevelt proclaimed Columbus Day a national holiday, largely as a result of intense lobbying by the Knights of Columbus, and Columbus Day is now celebrated on the second Monday of October. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of how, um, so for, maybe you you guys can relate this, but for me, when I was growing up in school, um, that's kind of the story that I was put. Yes, yeah, Um that, that he traveled here. In yeah, and he got us. Great explorer. Yeah, great explorer got us the, the, the first, land. <laughs> the first person um, to touch U.S. soil. Yeah, and that's where everything bloomed for America. That is the story that we that I got on my personal uh, experience growing up. That's the only thing I grew up knowing. Do um, you think they changed the way they teach it now? That would be an awesome question. Do you know if they have changed it over? Um, so last year, and this is in Sonoma County, so it's the county next door. Um, there was um, there was a sister of mine that reached out and said, "Hey, um, there's some teachers in Sonoma County and some of the public schools that are teaching. Um, they had this lesson where." They were telling the kids, I think they were, they were in elementary school and they were saying, okay, some of y'all are going to dress up as uh, pilgrims and some of y'all are going to dress up at, or yeah, pilgrims and some of y'all are going to dress up as natives mm -hmm. and y'all are going to pretend to like conquest and da, da da da. So this was, you know, last year. And so this, this ongoing, I mean, really false narrative because also fact check. Columbus never set foot on what is known as the United States. He True. only went mm -hmm. to, the, you know, the Caribbean. And um, so, yeah, this, I mean, in, for, in fourth grade, which is like a, a big movement too right now with um, disrupting the, the mission uh, lesson plans in fourth grade. I remember I built a mission um, and I remember I had to go visit a mission and I have pictures at the mission and then it's like come to find out in college, you know, in my critical race and ethnic studies classes, it's like missions were literally like uh, concentration camps where they were killing indigenous women, killing indigenous children. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I did not know that. What the heck? <laughs> like, why would I build something like that? And it's like literally they like kill them inside. Yep. Rape, kill, everything. And mm -hmm. literally a lot of these missions have a lot of uh, indigenous peoples buried like right on the bottom. And so for me, hearing that was like, what the heck? Like, no, I'm with uh, you. Um, I, 
in high school, I took uh, an AP U.S. history. Um, and big thank you to Mr. Robbins, who was very, um, he tried his best um, to give two perspectives. And I all grew up knowing kind of like what you mentioned, where we did a lot of things. I actually remember the the fourth grade that you, you mentioned, the, the lesson. I remember doing something similar to that. Yeah. And some of, some of would act as enslaved people and then there's the the Europeans and then the natives yeah. and growing up um, I, I thought that was just like oh that's how we got here right yeah. uh, or that's how America got here but in this AP cl- class that I took I learned about um, how how really be- behind it all um, the people who were here first in these beautiful lands, they were tortured. They were tr- trying. They were trying to change them um, to be something else. And there's the the boarding schools that kids, young um, kids, were sent to. And indigenous uh, indigenous kids were sent to these boarding schools. And you would have they would promote it as uh, saving, uh, turning the savage into a good. And you could see in these images that we were given how in one image, like they were wearing their traditional clothing, they had their traditional, you know, hairstyles and stuff. And in the after you could see them like with with, you know, much more formal. Um, And it was so sad to hear that for me. And it was like an eye opening. Um, So this was in high school for me. I don't know if they good that you brought up that question. I don't know if um they're still they changed how they teach things. I hope they give the other perspective or the other truth of what really went on um, because it's really important um, for us to know the history. And yeah, do you want to explain or answer the other question that we have, oh, yeah. which is why did they change? So originally the. This day was known as Columbus Day, but then a lot of um, indigenous people really don't take it as a celebration day because this was a a time when their culture, their values and beliefs were being taken away. Um, And so the movement to change, um, to honor more of the indigenous people and their culture uh, started and so Kimberly is gonna share with us a little bit more about why that movement started and yeah. So um, and it changed to Indigenous Indigenous Peoples Day in 1992 to protest the historical conquest of North America by Europeans and to call attention to all the losses suffered by the Native American peoples and their cultures through disease, warfare, massacres, and forced assimilations. Assimilation. Assimilation, sorry. Um, Although the name has changed, um, a lot of states still celebrate Columbus Day. Yeah. Do you want to continue? With the, with the yeah, the second. Okay, sorry. Um, the second question is: Isn't Columbus Day important to Italian American heritage? Columbus Day is important for the Italian Americans' heritage due to Christopher Columbus was Italian, and his first day has been special reassurance for the for Italian Americans. Also, because Columbus. 
set sailed with 90 men in August um, 1492 on three ships, the Santa Maria, the Nina, and the Pinta. Italian immigrants were the first to celebrate the holiday annually in the U.S. cities where, where they had settled in large numbers in part of celebration of their heritage since Columbus Day is, cons- since Columbus is considered Italian. Yeah, so do you want to add something? I'm like, fact check. <laughs> <laughs> um, from what I've learned is that he, there's no actual record if he's even Italian. Because I don't, I don't even think Italy was a thing at that time. Um, and they they say that he might be from this one place that eventually was taken when Italy was a, a country that eventually was taken by Italy. Mm-hmm. But there's actually no... He could have been from Spain. They don't actually know where they he's from. They don't know. And the other thing is um, scholars that have gone into the archives and looked at... so. The homie left a journal behind where he wrote mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And a lot of scholars have already shown, you know, and quoted like literally direct quotes from him where they show where he like explicitly states, you know, the atrocities that he was committing, which included rape, which included genocide, which included enslavement, which included theft and violence and all that. And so... Um, and there's a, I, I, I read that there's a movement of Italians. I think it started in New York City, because I think that's where, like, the biggest parade is for Columbus Day. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a group of uh, Italians, I think it's called, like, Italians for Indigenous Peoples Day. And the, this this elder in their group was saying, like, basically, like, it's known what he's done. Like, he literally wrote about it, and his journals are there. If mm-hmm. anyone's like, no, we don't, you know, he was a great explorer. It's like, it's like, why would you, I mean, anybody in your community, in your family, let's say you have someone in your community that is just, like, has done some, you know, horrible things. Why would you want to put that person as a representative of your people? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... I get, like, the importance of having to honor your community and your culture, but why would you honor someone who's done those kind of things, you know, and just kind of turn a blind eye to that and be like, oh, we're just going to overlook that he, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, there, are, Like you mentioned before, Kimberly, is that um, there are some states that still celebrate Columbus Day, Um According to the History uh, History Channel, states that officially obs- observe Indigenous Peoples Day in 2021 is Virginia, Maine, New Mexico, Vermont, Alaska, Hawaii, Oregon, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, Minnesota, North Carolina, Wisconsin, South Dakota, um, celebrates Native Americans Day, and Hawaii observes dis- discovers observes Discovers Day. Washington, D.C. replaced Columbus Day with Indigenous Peoples Day in 2019. And that's very recent. It's not like far, far back. And the city of Boston did the same, um, did the same. And it's, it's for those who are 
listening, you might say that, but I think Columbus is was a founding and um, a good explorer because he got us to be here. Um, and we want to respect every um, every belief that you guys have. We're just sharing. In no means do we mean to offend anyone. Um, however, for us, it's really important to share um, the, the truth because like Luna mentioned, a lot of people uh, color code, even schools color code the history of America. If you read our textbooks, um, they're not they they're there's like just the surface of everything that really happened in our history. There's so many things. And and one of the things that I why I bring this up is because one day when I was doing Thanksgiving, we did a Thanksgiving show and we um, in Tay Radio, we talked about how indigenous people don't celebrate Thanksgiving Day as a oh we're going to give thanks for the specific reason why it started because for them it wasn't something uh, to celebrate and and when I was doing my research Canada the I think the I don't remember if it was the president of Canada or the um, he was a, a government leader and he apologized in in name of Canada to the people of the indigenous community. And he cried in that video and he mentioned how um, that he knows the truth of where uh, how their land became to be, too. So it's not just America. It's other parts, um, even in, in in Latin America. Like, I come from an indigenous background, and a lot of my culture has been taken away because of the colon, col, colonialism that happened. And so for us, as someone who has indigenous um, roots, I want to honor and really um, make sure that the other side of the picture is seen um not because of of hatred or anything rather more to really just be raw and show the truth um and it's really important because to like i said to the viewers you might not think is important but reality is we're a lot of the indigenous communities are faced with a lot of challenges even today they're struggling with their land they're struggling um in different aspects because they're not recognized anymore. Um, they're not um, taken accountable, like they're not considered part sometimes. And I've gotten to travel in so many different places where I look at the land that they were given and I'm like, whoa, um, because this their land was filled with, you know, mountains and animals. And when everything became bigger, they were left with certain lands and if you go to those lands it's not like where I went I pictured something completely different and I realized that they were in lands where it's really hard to grow crops it's very dry and that was the land that they were given to and that's when I realized oh no that's not okay um, because this was their land we we came in in a very um you know, our history might not be perfect, but it's always important to acknowledge um, how we, where we are, and how we got here. And um, yeah, that's what I think. You guys want to add anything? Mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> yeah. um, I think um, I was listening to a podcast with uh, Nick, Doctor Nick Estes, who is a really awesome uh, native scholar and 
um, native leader, and he was talking about the difference between like the perception of time from like a colonial Western way, which is very linear, like the past is the past, the present is the present, and the future is the future, and how the from an indigenous perspective is like looking at looking at um at time as like everything being connected of like mm-hmm. often time which we get in the history books we get in you know western public schooling it's like we get this very linear tale of history of like oh the indians were in the past and and i've come across people today that you know are still shocked that there's native people like oh i thought that they were all killed yeah and it's like uh so the invisibility is is all about of like that this colonialism is still ongoing like Mm -hmm. and and also it's um like my uncle David Escobar says, he's, it's it's a small interruption in like a very big cosmic timeline. Mm-hmm. You know, we we talk ab- that oftentimes this this thing of like Columbus and and colonialism is talked about like it's this like huge thing that was inevitable and it just like destroyed everything. But then when you think about indigenous people and all of our ancestors and and the lineage that we come from, it's it's huge. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not that long ago that, um, you know, some of our families were living off the land and were able to sustain entire families off the land, you know, before they were forced to go into wage jobs and, you know, go into Western schooling systems and institutions. It's like my, my great-grandfather, uh, Victor, Sanabria, he he took care of the land. He was a land steward. He he didn't self-identify as indigenous, you know, because of the colonial mindset that we've all undergone. But mm-hmm. but he was taking care of the land. He he was taking care of his family, and he was able to, you know, to live in that way and and raise a big family. And two generations now, a generation now, it's like my family like many of our families are economic refugees or refugees of war, you know, because colonialism, colonialism is ongoing and it's continues to go into, you know, our different, um, where our families are from and continues to destroy like our life ways. And so, yeah, it's, it's still very much ongoing and, and indigenous resistance has always been there as well. Um, and, yeah, a lot has been lost and you know, but also a lot continues to ha- continues to be and 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 you know, even us being here right now is like a manifestation of just that that resistance of like mm-hmm. you know, to kill the Indian uh kill the Indian, save the man. It's like we were supposed to be annihilated completely mm-hmm. and we're yeah, I still think that here. That's what they used um, as a phrase. Yeah, so I think that is is really important and powerful. 
Yeah. Well, we're going to continue on with uh, talking about why celebrate why celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day and how does Indigenous Peoples Day help our community. Um, we'll be talking about that. Um, but right now we're going to go on and give our PSAs. So before I play our uh, PSA, um, there is Dia de los Muertos coming up this Saturday and uh, November 6, 2020, this, well, obviously this year, 2021, um, from 3 to 9 p.m. at the Borough Community Center at Pickley Park. There's going to be food for sale, uh, live music, art, uh, workshops, altars, um, and much more. And they are currently looking for volunteers. So if you're interested, you can... Go to dayofthedeadsr.org for more information, or you can contact us at the studio or leave a comment on the Facebook or YouTube Live, and we can give you guys more information um, on that. But we'll be right back after we play this PSA. Wildfire season is here again. Pacific Gas and Electric will turn off electricity when there is extreme fire danger to reduce the risk of wildfires. Marin residents need to be ready in case of prolonged power outages. First, you can sign up to get notifications about planned power outages. These will tell you when the power outages are likely to happen and how long the power will be out. To receive notifications, text your zip code to 888 Second, be sure to have a working flashlight, enough food and water for three days and other necessary items stored in your house and or your car. Third, learn about how to prepare to keep your family safe in case of a wildfire or extended power outage. See emergency preparedness information on the readymarin.org website. Please text your zip code to 888-777 to get on the alert system today. Hi, welcome back. And we will be continuing with the questions. Um, the next question is, why celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day? We celebrate it to acknowledge and address the historical, systematic, and ongoing harms towards Indigenous people. More importantly, to it's a day to empower people and to empower people and celebrate indigenous leaders and heroes and honor the beautiful culture. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to share why it's important to celebrate this day? Yeah. Um, I think that celebrating indigenous people's day is also just about celebrating people. And it's about celebrating the humanity of indigenous people and of peoples that have been dehumanized like under colonialism and white supremacy. So I think that um, celebrating indigenous peoples is it's important because it's it's reclaiming, again, like humanity, all of our humanity um, and pushing back against colonialism that again has tried to annihilate us I mean physically spiritually culturally um and so it's about honoring uh honoring the truth honoring our full humanity and reclaiming it um yeah and celebrating you know our resilience ce celebrating our that we're beautiful that we're powerful that we're intelligent 
that you know everything that the the you know the european colonizer you know denied and said that you know we were savages that we were um i mean still continue to to perpetuate those kind of stories about non-european people Mm -hmm. no thank you for sharing i think it's very important um i think like everything i agree with everything you said um and for all of you out there um you might ask like what does even this what does this day what can it do to our community what's the impact that it has or um well being very (laughs) very very honest indigenous people carry a lot of beautiful um like how they protect our lands uh, and how they view um, life is very very different from the i guess the western um western way that has been going on from generation to generation. I kind of want to share. I want to share what are what are what am I talk what am I talking about? Um, and Luna, correct me if I'm incorrect, and please feel free to add on. Um, so one of the things that their traditional uh, ag- agriculture practices are, are resilient to climate change. Um, so they develop agricultural techniques that are that are adapted to extreme environments, um, and that's kind of it goes back to when. They were here before without everything, you know, they know how to work the lands. They know how the energy of the land works, the plants. Um, So they conserve and restore forests and natural resources. When, um, especially in the industrial age, a lot of things changed for America. We had more factories, more, um, you know, more of deforestations and all of that and for these communities that to them they cherish nature mother mother nature they uh, they see themselves uh, very connected to nature and as part of the uh, they feel part of the same system as the the environment that they are they live in um so natural resources are considered um you know, respected, protected, and it, so forests, rivers, anything basically is something part of them, which I love and take on because my my grandma, she's um, her roots come from you know indigenous indigenous um, um, we're indigenous people, so. I really take on that and I see her um, and I see the impact she has in my life. Like for her, it's I'm grateful for everything that if I eat something, she says thank you to the plant. She says thank you for giving me this. Um, and I think that's just beautiful, absolutely beautiful how she has a, such an amazing connection with nature that I aspire to have. Um, and food and diversified diet. So... Currently today, our the diet or the food that we we take on, Kimberly, we talked about this. The nutritionist foods that we have um, over the years has changed, but for these communities, they rely a lot on um, their own crops, right? A lot of especially today, we have sugar, rice, uh, potatoes. It's like fifty percent of the daily calories can, that we consume today. Um, with, however, with native communities and indigenous communities, they rely more on what's around them. Um, so some of them is, for example, quinoa, 
so there's different types of um, their nutrition comes in a very different way, which is very interesting to me. Um, and yeah, <laughs> indigenous people's foods are also resilient to climate change. So it kind of relies to or connects with what I was saying earlier. Today, a lot of the foods that we're eating, it's processed, it's made in a factory and um, and all of that. But their food, uh, what they have brought in generation to generation is that food is um, is very important. And they, uh, for example, for me, like I said, I'm going from my experience. Back home, we grew everything we ate. Like most of the things we we had to eat, it was, you know, made like it was grown by my family. For example, tortillas back home, it wasn't in a package. It was you. I remember growing up as a little girl in the fields, my grandma would, um, you know, put the seeds and we would water them and watch them grow. And when it was time, um, you know, they used every inch of the plant. It was nothing was used to waste like the the leaves of the corn was used to make tamales, tamalitos, and that was something we ate. Um, and everything was used, and there was a way to to continue that growth. Like every year, you would have to use the seed. Like you would get new seeds with the crops that you cropped. And I think that's absolutely amazing, and that is part of wow. the culture and and something that a lot of people don't know how to do today. Um, it's like grocery, like you go to the store and you get it, or it's packaged and you get it. Um, so there, um, yeah, so you, <laughs> that's that. Um, and then, um, let me see. So their lifestyle, um, so a lot of people have this idea that, you mentioned it too earlier, that Native Americans, for example, here are gone, that they, 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 it's rare that you see one, but really they're in our communities and their, their culture is, might be a lot different from ours, but they do play and have a big important role in our society. Uh, again, a lot of the resistance that indigenous people have is with the land of protection, protecting the land. And unfortunately today, we don't see that often. We don't um, conserve or think about the consequences that have of deforestation, of not saving water and, you know, not really um, thinking ahead. And indigenous people, for them, it, we, we cherish that. We cherish the, the, the land. And for us, and for for us, especially my family, like we we do our best. You know, we protect our the resources we have because we know that it's it's a gift. Um, and so that's a huge impact that they have in our community. Is um, yeah, that's the list that I, that I got. Do you have anything to add? Um, I'm thinking about she's a Africana indigenous Africana scholar, amazing. Um, Abuelita, uh, Dr. Marima Annie, who wrote this incredible book called Yudugu. Um, she talks about how um, she talks about how from an indigenous or Africana worldview, it's like our our values and our principles are rooted in this like cosmic understanding of the self like where you 
where you understand that you are an extension of the land, where you understand that you are an extension of, of plants, of water, of, and it's like with that kind of understanding, you would know that you wouldn't cause harm, you know, because you would see land mm -hmm. as a relative, you would see water as a relative, the way that you would see your abuelita, it's like, you wouldn't, you know, put a price on your abuelita or sell her or mistreat her because it's it's your relative and you love them and uh in a lot of indigenous worldviews it's like it's that cosmic understanding that you're one with all your relations that allows you to move mm. through space with these values that honor that sacred connection of 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 everything and every being and so I think that it's through this process of like colonial miseducation, you know, as we've been forcibly put through their European colonial institutions of education, of economies, of, you know, which are extractive and which don't have a cosmic understanding of self. They have a removed understanding of self where they, you know, instead of calling it you know, Mother Earth, Pachamama, it's, it becomes a natural resource, you know, it, instead of it being land, it becomes my private property, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, you would never own your mother, you would never own, you know, so you should never own land, you should never own water, um, so I think that, mm, perspective. I think that, um, it, it, it has to do with, with, uh, with an entire like indigenous cosmovision worldview that that has a certain set of values and principles where where we 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 are in good relationship with you know not just your family or your friends it's like with with everything you know mm -hmm. yeah well thank you for sharing yep. we're gonna play a short song and then we're gonna continue to get to know you a little bit more for our audience um luna has been um she j we, we've been working together with the indigenous healing center and we'd love to hear your story and hear more about what you've learned so we'll be right back after this song with you by my side yeah yeah in the whip, deep in your smile, you're perfect laugh, I know you're still alive, cause I feel present, see next to me with you on my side, I'm indestructible, more powerful, I'm gonna make you proud, saying I don't wanna one south, fast tracking through the gold, the gate, trying to get home or buy, I know everything's gonna be alright, cause last week I seen you in my dream, and you said it's ain't by, you said don't shed no more tears, I just want you to know, these sparkling tears contain cold memories, sparked the projection from the fondest memories of my life, each tear's a flashback, each tear runs down my face like a half bag, I celebrate them, this Path I was meant for pain and lessons get from the heavens down no longer question they strain my bomb my sons so we don't commit the same mistakes in the streets cold game to transform darks to light we meant for to help all the spark they shine I was made for I am king graduate unconditional love is what evolved my wings this is how I flew out of eternal purgatory changing my past to aviation fly patterns moving through the cosmos like the green lantern with you by my side I'm afraid to fly with you by my side I feel the urgency to truly live life with you by my side I understand we don't ever Really die. We walk in stars, destined to rise. We rise. Welcome back. I hope you all enjoyed the song. And for our second part, we'll be going in depth with Luna. And before we ask her the questions we have, um, introduce yourself a little bit about you and what 
um, you know, what you do. Yeah. So my name is Luna again. Um, I am the program coordinator for the Indigenous Healing Center, which is a new pilot program under the Multicultural Center of Marin. And I have the honor of being able to work with Santi, who's amazing. Um, and and yeah, we're we're helping um, get off the ground this vision of establishing an indigenous healing center that provides um, traditional healing uh, practices and teachings to our community here in the county of of Marin, um, and it has a couple of different aspects to it from like education to training to actual like you know being able to see traditional healers um and and yeah just reclaiming our 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 raices our connection to to our mother earth to our ancestors and to our indigenous values and principles that our families have have carried you know, since time immemorial. And even though, you know, we've been impacted by this interruption that's called colonialism, it's like we've, you know, we still have, um, we still have these, these practices, you know, some, we, we know them as like remedios or like if your abuelita or your mom knows like, oh, you know, if your tummy hurts, take this planta or, you know, we, we still have these things, even though, you know, they might not have like fancy words like, oh, these are indigenous, you know, plant medicine. It's like, you know, we call them remedios or, you know, para el, para el susto. Or the, you <laughs> yeah. know. Have you had that? Has your mom ever, like, if something happens to you and she says, like, she makes you something, a tea or something? That's, or no? No. No, no. Well, <laughs> well, maybe you guys. I mean, I I can definitely sh- share that that I grew up with that my my parent my especially my grandparents that if something was wrong, for example, um, if if someone passed away and you were sad, like there was something that you they would make, and yeah. or if um, if you're you're you know if if you got injured like if I fell or I got cut like there's something that they use and to me it was I grew up just uh, personally in my family we don't really take for example I'm not if you take it this I mean it's on it's you but for me when I Advil like mm-hmm. I I grew up not taking Advil mm-hmm. because my grandma would make things so if I was feeling uh, pain she would make me things to not feel the pain mm-hmm. uh, um, but I never grew up taking like painkillers mm-hmm. the only time that I, I ever taken painkillers pain was if I per, like I had some type of surgery or something where I'm mm-hmm. and that the doctors they they do that but on my own I never grew up doing that because I my grandma like I said so I can definitely see that what would your grandma make um for example, I was so so the the other day we were having a meeting and I mentioned what can you take away when you feel sad mm-hmm. or you got scared and I forgot that Rura, I don't know how to say Rura in English. How how would you uh, say? I think it's called the same Rura. Yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> so then I remembered my grandma when 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 my family members pass away, they use Rura. 
they make like a, some type of tea. Is that like a plant? It's a plant. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a plant, and and it's um, known that it can it can help with your your heart, like the the emotions that you feel, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, stuff like that. That my my grandma doesn't like ginger. For example, ginger for my mm-hmm. family is known that if you have inflammation in your throat, this is like just from what my gra- I remember my grandma my saying. My mom does the ginger thing. Yeah, she boils this this like thingy. Oh, we see her boiling for my brother because he used to be sick. So yeah, stuff like that. Though. Yeah, it's a ginger. Oh wait, ginger I just remember it's called in Hebrew. This is ruda or rue in English. Oh, it's rue. R u e. Yeah. Yeah. So they oh. they do that. And for example, yeah. like my grandma uses um, to make tea. They mm-hmm. use like the mint leaves. Yeah. And they make, um, they even make teas with um, like the little, t- the tangerine, la cascara. Like oh, the, yeah. they would make teas with that. Like I grew up, so when I get sick, for example, when I get sick, I, my mom never really tried her best not to give me los. Um, I call them jarabes, but I don't know what this is in English. Uh-huh. Where instead of taking that, my grandma taught me, like, how to make a tea with lemon, yeah. uh, orange, and ginger, and canela, which I'm blanking mm. on the English name. And we would boil it all together, and that would be the tea that I would drink when I ever had the flu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that those are stuff that I grew up knowing. And like I said, for me, it's always, like, normal um, right. And for people when they're like, how do you know all this stuff? I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> I just remember my grandma teaching me that. Mm-hmm. But um, kind of diverse a little bit. What got you to be involved in the indigenous community um, and, you know, advocating for for the indigenous community? Um, so for me, um, and we, I think we talked about this last Monday, my, my process was... Um, I've had the privilege of uh, going back to my family's ancestral lands in Mexico and and being connected to especially my dad's dad's ancestral lands in in Guanajuato. And and so having that connection to land. And um, and, and I grew up in a a Catholic Mexican family and... um, not super hardcore. They're like the Catholics that show up like once a year to get the like the black cross for Semana Santa. Um, mm-hmm. But um, my grandma, who I'm really close to, my my um, my dad's mom, mi abuelita Amanda Navarro, she she taught me how to pray, and she's a hardcore Catholic. Like she says, I'm Catholic to the bone, and. You know, she leads her church group and her little pueblito. And um, I mean, basically, so my my sorry to kind of loop back. um, It was in my junior year of high school where I was introduced to a Chicana Chicana student movement that's called Mecha. I think now has a different name. It's like Mepa or something. Um, But I, I. I was invited to a meeting, and at the meeting there was danzantes, and I had seen them before when I had gone to Mexico City, which is where my mom grew up. But I, it just, it never. I don't know. I, I, I never got close to it. And then for some reason, when I went to that first meeting, it just like, I don't know. 
something something clicked and i was like okay i need more of what whatever this is like the smoke and the the copal they were burning and the drums i was like my corazón is like something's here and so that is when i started then like hitting the mic that's <laughs> when i started i i went into aztec dancing and then my maestro introduced me to ceremonies of native communities here and so i started getting even more emerged into like the indigenous worldview and indigenous values and um and just undergoing this like process of like undoing the colonial miseducation that i've been receiving with being in in schooling for so long and and it was a really it was a hard process because it was like learning all this history that was really heavy and hard to to learn about and and realize you know this is what they did to our ancestors and this is what's still going on and um and it it just it was kind of like a coming home feeling of like wow i finally feel like i'm you know my true self and i finally feel like grounded in something like and that for me is like what brought me to like the indigenous worldview the and, and and realizing you know my abuelita even though she you know she she follows catholicism and and it it's like one of my elders in ceremony he says you know there's many ways to pray and like and i i don't you know i i'm not like abuelita you can't follow catholicism you know that's what they impose on us it's like no like she's praying and the power of prayer is is real you know and it's and it's um and even though we do all these things and again we might not say oh this is indigenous medicine and you know the essence is 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 still there and um yeah and for me yeah basically since ceremony is when i started like okay this is i'm i'm back home mm. yeah well, yeah <laughs> i'm i'm inspired i think um I don't think I've ever felt that way with anything. <laughs> Hopefully, come to ceremony. <laughs> it's it's I I can connect with you too in that way of not really knowing um, the history and and kind of my roots and something that I grew up saying that I'm fully um, Latina, which yeah, in my Latina culture, I'm going deep, deep, deep down. I, we have that indigenous roots with my family, um, which is like in my house, we still speak our language. Yeah. And back home, my grandma still, you know, she wears her traditional clothing. And um, and I grew up um, definitely seeing different perspectives because when you're in America, there's like so many different cultures. And I've, right. I've said this before on the show. I'm not saying one culture is bad and one culture is not. Absolutely not. You have the freedom to, you know, to live and choose what you want to. And that's the beauty of life. I think that we have that choice. And um, but I've gotten to, you know, connect back. And you're like, whoa, um, and, you know, you get to you have this different perspective. And I think mm -hmm. it's very important. Um, but yeah. I, I really enjoyed what you were saying because me, when I was growing up, I never had anything like that. Like, my mom doesn't talk about her, like, background like that or anything. So it's, like, nice hearing that. But I'm not sure if my mom's indigenous. 
It's good to <laughs> it's good to to yeah. find out, and even if your roots don't connect there, it's good to know where you come from, where your roots, um, because it says a lot about who you are as well, like how how you um, how you see things at times. Like for me, I've all, I've never really understood certain things, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when knowing, I'm like, oh, so that's like for example with the 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 teas that I was mentioning, like I just did them because I did them, and then. Because um, I came here when I was six. It just like became a habit. So. Yeah, it just became normal. And then realizing like, oh, no, there's there's really like a, a deeper meaning, deeper meaning with the with plants. Like for me, that wasn't something that I really got to see until now. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to ask this yeah. next question? <laughs> um, what work do you do now in the community? Uh, so right now, like I said earlier, I'm the coordinator for the Indigenous Healing Center. Um and so I what do you, what do you do like with them, like with your students? Oh, in the like circle. Like what do you guys talk yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. So um, right now it's it's basically getting the the vision of an indigenous healing center off the ground. Um, so what we recently started to do was uh, we started a women's healing circle Monday evenings. Um, Today, we launched our Rushnakil class, which is an indigenous promotores training program um, where people get to learn from our incredible director, Don Pascual, who's an incredible Mayan spiritual leader. And um, we're going to have a conference at the end of October to bring together people that work with plant medicine, indigenous medicine, alternative holistic medicine. Um, and we... I mean, basically, it's it right now is like, you know, whatever we we can think of. It's like we have, we have uh, the opportunity to to build it, and we've been talking about wanting to do work specifically centering the youth. Mm-hmm. So we're excited to. Can see anyone that. join? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Of course, yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, one thing I did want to say is. Um, I'm like looking at the time. Like, oh my god, it's already almost four. Um, <laughs> identity politics, especially in the, I mean, in in this place, because there's so many different cultures and perspectives and stuff. Um, I think is a really controversial thing of like, well, who's indigenous and who gets to be this and who gets to put, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. for me, I just I got to a point where I was like, um you know, not so focused on the, you know, the the people that are, like, trying to gatekeep of, like, well, you can't be this, or you, you know, you got to be this, and it's, like, for me, it's, like, about just whatever feels good, you know, in, in your corazón, and just walking in a respectful way, and, um, yeah, and being in spaces where you're not going to get that, you know, that kind of judgment of, like, oh, well, you're not one of us, or, you know, you're you're this or that. It's like being able to reclaim, you know, what feels good to you, and 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 um, and yeah, and and learning about your mom. She might not name it like, oh, we're this, you know, we're mm-hmm. from this tribe, but you know, still reconnecting with your elders and just sitting with them with your mom and just asking her about her story and what was it like growing up, or you know, it's mm-hmm. all, all of that. I think. Uh, is is a way of like honoring our our ancestors and and honoring our our the people that we come from yeah yeah well we're running out of t- <laughs> running out of time um well 
what, what is there anything you want to add advice um, for those who are who have indigenous background and or, or as well as like you said wanting to learn more about their roots yeah um i would say one of the things i'm like r that's really like important to me right now i i'm so blessed i have both of my abuelitas and i have my grandpa and i i sit with my elders and just you know i talk to them and um and i just ask them like what was it like growing up you you know and my oh. abuelita would tell me you know that she was like riding horses and <laughs> she would eat plantas you know that they would find and so I think you know asking our parents you know what what's your story you tell me about you know I think that's one important way of and a good place to start of because uh, we're so like you know busy with like oh I gotta do homework and I gotta learn what they want me to learn but it's like at home, we have so much, there's so many stories to learn. And I think starting there is a really, really good place. I love that, especially if you, uh, for young leaders out there wanting to make a change in things that might not seem right or to um, our communities. Um, knowing where your roots come from and really acknowledging that, like I said, not fitting in a box because, like, you yeah. know, there's like, I'm, I'm this, I'm right. that. But really um, discovering who you are in your own way and there's no right or wrong way. Right. I think there's never really wrong or right way in, in all of this. And again, I love how you said with respect, mm. that to me has a huge meaning because just because my feel this way doesn't mean I have to hate on you or right. give you bad, mm -hmm. bad, bad, en yeah. bad energy. Um, and just like, yes, honoring who you are, honoring where you come from in a very respectful way. And if people see you in a different way, hey, it's okay. That's their own right. mind. Don't control what you can't control and control what you can't control, which is you. And um, do you want to say anything before we end? Um, I don't really have anything to say, but I'm... I didn't really know much about Indigenous Day, but it was really nice hearing all these things. And I learned a lot from it. That's awesome. I, I'm and glad you're on the show. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Luna, for being on here. I, as well, learning a lot. And that's the point of the shows that we have here is to learn, to get different perspectives. And I always say this, question. Question the 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 the. the, the the things that happen in your life, the perspectives that you have, um, there's no right or wrong answer. And again, you are valued, you are loved, you're one of a kind, and you're here for a reason. And if you ever need someone to talk to or you're going through a situation, as always, reach out to us. We'll be able to connect you with resources. And again, if you have um, or need someone to talk to, we're here. Um, thank you so much, Luna. Um, really, really awesome having you here and being able to work with you. I know you and Don Pascual have a lot a lot of, of knowledge and wisdom to share and I am learning and growing along the way and and it's really truly an honor and a pleasure to be working with you and again thank you to Javier and Annalie who are backstage working the production uh, definitely miss having them here because I know they have perspectives and I and and opinions and all of that but yeah so thank you guys and we'll see you guys um, next week and have a good rest of your Friday. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye.